of shooting, we pick the most difficult set ever. Smoke, mirrors in every direction. Love it. Welcome to Twilight. You're listening to Another Bite of Twilight, a podcast where we look back on our obsession with the Twilight Saga and continue to freak out ten years later. Hi, guys. Hello. Happy Twilight Tuesday. How have you been? <laughs> how have I been? How have our listeners been? And how have you been, Mel? <laughs> yeah, I've been good. I've been good. <laughs> so if you guys follow us online or have been listening to our recent podcast, we just went to the Forever Twilight and Forks Festival mm-hmm. in Forks, Washington. It was crazy! It was amazing. We had the time of our lives. Like, honestly, one of the best experiences of my entire life. You guys have to go. Oh, my God. And we just got back the other day. We're still pretty jet-lagged and pretty tired and Mm -hmm. adjusting to real life. Yeah. (laughs) We have so much to talk about that... Oh, my God. It's daunting and should we tease like what we're gonna talk about yeah well yeah that could be cool tease it mel well we're gonna talk in our next episode about some of the actors that we met Mm -hmm. the cosplayers Mm -hmm. some urgent robson updates that we learned urgent information Mm-hmm. Information. Some gossip about the actors and the cast. Yep. Some funny stories. Funny stories. And Involving things that will shock some of the actors. You. Involving what? Some of the actors? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so much. My brain is so jumbled because I'm trying to remember so many things and write it down. There's just so many memories, so many things to talk about. It was just a surreal mm-hmm. experience. It was crazy to be in Forks and with other Twilight fans and people dressed up. And to do it justice, we're going to do a whole episode just talking about, you know, telling our story about the festival. Yeah. So s- stay tuned for that. Today, we're going to share some interviews with some of the cosplayers that we met there. Mm-hmm. Because if you didn't know, at the, fe- at the festival, it's very unique. They have people dressed up as characters from Twilight and acting as them, like they're in character the whole time, but there's only one of them. So, you know, there's one Bella, there's one Alice, Edward, they're all acting like they're really them, and they look spot on, and for the whole festival, they are that character, basically, and you can, like, go up and hang out with them or talk to them, and they will act like they are really who they're playing. It's so interesting, because it's not like other festivals or, like, conventions, I think, where you'll see, like, you know, a ton of people dressed as Harry Potter or something. You know, there's only one. So, yeah, it's cool. It's kind of like Disney World in a yeah. way. yeah. And, like, they stay in character the whole time, which is, at first, is kind of hard to get used to, but they come up to you, Mm -hmm. and they ask you questions, and if you ask them questions, they respond in character, like, they are, you know, really Bella, and it was so funny and so surreal. Yeah. (laughs) 
and they really think that they are them <laughs> like we'd be like yeah oh carlisle i just made eye contact with carlisle or like oh jacob's over there like you really kind of start to think they are them in a way <laughs> yeah which i didn't think that i would feel but when you're in that scene like in that location it's actually a little bit overwhelming it like, is we were it's nervous. Actually scary i was terrified <laughs> i was so intimidated to talk to them remember when we saw jacob and bella walk off together <laughs> yeah <laughs> we were like, several times what they were getting like way too cozy it was yeah. very suspicious they were so yeah they were like hugging and edward was just standing there like a loser yeah <laughs> or like in pictures i remember thinking like wow edward doesn't even look like edward and like yeah he definitely can't compare to robert pattinson yeah but when i would see bella and edward standing next to each other i would be like oh my god I know, me too <laughs> me too it was overwhelming yeah <laughs> yeah just seeing and them there it was just something about it was just amazing yeah <laughs> i could just stare at that all day I know. It was so cool. I wish that, like, I could be around them all the time. I know. But so, yeah, we had an opportunity to interview two of the cosplayers, Mm -hmm. and we can share those with you guys today. So our first interview was with the cosplayer who plays Alice, Mm -hmm. and her name in real life is Victoria, a.k.a. V. And so we got to sit down with her and just ask us questions that we were curious about. And we recorded it at the event, one of the events, which was at this place called Fern Acres, and it was outdoors. It was so pretty. It looked like the Breaking Dawn wedding, actually. But there is a part where people were walking by talking in the background. There were just people at the festival. So there's a part of it where the audio is not so great. And overall, our audio might not be so great, so we apologize for that. But it was a really cool conversation, and yeah, she's a fellow twi-hard <laughs> Twilight fan, so she was really cool to talk to. All right. Yeah. And here it is. We... <laughs> yeah, here it is. <laughs> so first, we were just hoping you could tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to cosplay Sure, my name is V. I am from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Cool. Um, I've been a big Twilight fan for more than 10 years, which is crazy. Um, yeah. I started reading Twilight after a bad breakup in 2008. Um, I just really needed something to distract myself. And a lot of people at the time were talking about Twilight Online because they'd heard about casting information about the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I first started hearing about it and I thought, okay, this is clearly about to become popular. Maybe I should read the books, and I love young adults, so I was looking for something new to read at the time anyway. Yeah. So I went out, bought Twilight, became obsessed with it, read it in like a day, and then Same. literally stumbled out into a snowstorm to buy New Moon and Eclipse, because that was all that was out at the time. And I yeah. was like obsessed, tearing through it. <laughs> um, and then I got all my friends to read it and joined some online communities, and they told me, well, when I was reading this, I couldn't help but picture Alice as you. So that's how the idea of cosplaying as Alice first started getting into my head. No way. Um, and then when the first film came out, I was like, okay, I can kind of see it with the girl they cast. Like, we're not twins, but like with the costumes and the makeup, it's passable. Yeah. Um, so that sort of, sort of sparked my interest in collecting her costumes and cosplaying as her, especially with encouragement from my friends. So uh, that's really how it started. What do you think 
like what about Twilight resonated with you? Why do you think that you connected to Alice? That's a great question. I actually initially didn't connect with Alice because people kept telling me how similar we were. Mm -hmm. um, and because I could see that we were very similar, had similar interests, fashion, event planning, shopping, travel, no all way. things like that. And even the way she spoke, like I felt like I really resonated with her. Mm -hmm. So I didn't click with her immediately because I was like, I know you, I'm familiar with you. I'm actually really intrigued by Edward because he was sort of more of a mystery and felt like yeah. a very complex character mm -hmm. and he was sexy and romantic. So mysterious. Right, and especially because I just came off a breakup. Yeah. You kind of want to feel like safe and loved. Like mm -hmm. even if you're just living vicariously through someone mm -hmm. else, you're like, okay, I didn't get this, but this character has this and I can live through her for a little bit. And yeah. I think that's what really sucked me into Twilight was the story Story, the characters, the love story, the love triangle, it was also thrilling. Um, this was before Breaking Dawn came out, so I had no yeah. idea how the series was going to end. Um, and you know, I'm still happy with where the story went. Um, but yeah, I think that's what originally pulled me into it, just like so much of a love story. And it felt real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm into other series. I love Harry Potter, you know, I love Sailor Moon, but I feel like this was the first thing I read that felt like the characters were somebody that I could be friends with or they were yeah. living in a town or a situation that maybe I could see myself in. So That's so true. Yeah, I think that's what really did it for me. Yeah. Whoa. I feel the same way. Yeah. Like, even though it's a fantasy, especially the first movie feels yeah. so true to life. Exactly. I know, it feels like it could happen to you. Yeah, and just being <laughs> here right now, it feels like the movie. And uh. that's really what they want. That's why they host this festival every year because they're like we want to make people feel mm -hmm. like it's real we want to give them a safe space to celebrate it's not always it doesn't always feel safe to be a twilight fan yeah um, yeah that's so true <laughs> yeah. we talk about that a lot yeah uh, and we saw the documentary and how um you guys were all talking about just the backlash that twilight fans have received yeah. and mm -hmm. just how strong it is and kind of yeah. unnecessarily strong i i agree unnecessarily strong even in my personal life yeah. i mean i met my husband um, you know, we've been dating for eight years at this point, and when he and I first started dating, his friends knew that I was a Twilight cosplayer and that I was yeah. really into Twilight, and they were like, are you sure you want to date her? She's a crazy Twilight fan, and she's going to make you cosplay as Jasper, and I'm like, well, if you're not a crazy Twilight fan, why do you know his name? Yeah. How do you know it's Jasper? Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, yeah. so they were just, um, they were really warning my husband not to date me. Luckily, he didn't listen. Oh my gosh. But it's, there's this stigma, right? Like, yeah. when you're a Twilight fan, you're this crazy girl, but... So I true. mean, we don't judge people for being into Star Wars mm -hmm. or Star Trek yeah. or whatever it is they like, so why can't we like Twilight? I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought that documentary was really cool, that the angle was kind of about that, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people saw that documentary and were like, wow, I never realized that we were pretty shitty to Twilight fans. Yeah, or like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they sort of viewed the fandom from a different light. They're like, okay, well, actually, these people really aren't that different from me. Yeah. They're just people who love something passionately and it happens mm -hmm. to be something different than what I love. Mm -hmm. So I think it turned a lot of heads that way. So I was really happy about that personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, we saw, so you've met Stephanie Meyer before. Yeah. What was that like? She's so nice. <laughs> Twice, once in 2013, once in 2015. Um, 2013 was my first year here at Forever Twilight and Forks. It used to be called Stephanie Meyer Day then. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. She showed up with a couple of friends, completely surprised everyone. Just oh my didn't gosh. announce her visit, just literally showed up. Oh, my gosh. She was so nice. She took the time <gasps> to like meet screaming. everyone. Oh, my God. People were freaking out. <laughs> oh, my God. It was God. a rumor. They were like, I yeah. think yeah. Stephanie Meyer's here. Like, I heard Stephanie Meyer's here, and she was. And she took the time to talk to everyone. We actually ended up um, on First Beach in La Push, just oh, around cool. a bonfire with her, just talking, making s'mores what? with her. She oh never had gosh. s'mores before. So we like made she her s'mores <laughs> and she ate them and she just told us stories. And 
she came with a couple of her friends and they were all so sweet and that was just amazing and then again in 2015 she had a you know formal announcement that she'd be here she mm -hmm. was doing a signing event and it was actually right after the um the twilight short stories came out the mm -hmm. storytellers project and i auditioned for a couple of those films to play alice oh, yeah um and uh i i didn't get the part in either film just for logistical purposes and things like that mm. I did my own photo shoot from we've met before and I gave her like a photo I was like I didn't get into the project but like I just wanted to give this to you because it was like my own version of it and she yeah. was like when she saw it she was like oh my god she's like why didn't they cast you oh she's my like gosh. you should have been she's like you look more like Alice than the girl they cast <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that was really nice but she has always been super lovely oh my gosh were you super nervous a little bit, yeah, because it feels like meeting your creator a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds yeah. weird, but she in this town and to these people is kind of a god. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's I it is what that. it is, right? Yeah. And, like, the pandemonium that there is for, like, meeting the actors, like, it's, like, 50 times that when Stephanie comes in. Yeah. So. yeah. Have right. either of you met her? No. No, we never have. We haven't met anybody. Yeah. We met Eric. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is our first time here, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Are you doing your meet and greets after this? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I think so. I think I had, like, a really late group. Yeah. yeah. What, what was I wondering? Oh, so, like, what are the biggest tips of playing Alice? Or what, like, what do you, how do you embody her? Um, I think for me, as soon as I get the hair and the contacts and the costumes on and step out the door, I think for me, everything kind of changes. My mm -hmm. voice changes. Mm -hmm. The way I walk changes. Um, you know, the way I carry myself changes. So I think it's really just about embodying the character as you know them to be. Mm -hmm. For me personally, I'm not really trying to replicate what Ashley Green did. Yeah. Because it's it's hard. Everybody has their own interpretation of a character, right? For mm -hmm. me, I think she's more pixie than I think Ashley played her. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, I, I skip a lot. You know, I, I like I, I throw my leg up in photos. Like, yeah. I'm to be like very dainty and people seem to like it. And those yeah. are things that I kind of invent, like not invented, but like those are kind of aspects that I put in the character yeah. and kind of made her individual to me. So. I think how the way you portray her is really how I picture her in the book. Really? Me too. Yeah. yeah thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. Like, skipping all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, really happy and, you know. Have you ever met Ashley Green? I haven't. I've spoken to her on, uh, what was that platform called? Fan Mio. Oh, um, no way. I actually talked to her twice. Once was of my own volition. I just really wanted to talk to mm -hmm. her, get yeah. some you know, like face to face time and validation a little bit. Like yeah. she did, mm -hmm. she was the character or she embodied the character and she played her on screen. And even though I don't take 100% of my cues from her, it's nice to yeah. be like, hey, I'm out here continuing your work in a different yeah. sort of way. So yeah. I just really wanted to speak to her and she was so complimentary. I did it in cosplay because I was like, you're going to be speaking to a lot of people today. I really want to stand out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, and she must have loved that. Oh my God. When she saw me, she was like, <laughs> hey. she was so like, she's an actress so maybe she's yeah. faking it but she's sitting there having yeah. to see me and she actually told me she's like I creep on your Instagram all the time no and way no, yeah, oh she, my gosh because I tag her and everything yeah, yeah. Like um, and she was like too. yeah <laughs> so I tag her in a lot of things and um, she's like I creep your Instagram all the time and the group that you're in and she's like you guys are so amazing it took us like a whole production team to do what we did but you guys are just out here just doing it on your own and I think yeah, that's right. incredible so yeah she was really lovely and the second time I spoke with her was a couple of weeks later also on Fan Mio 
Mm -hmm. They wanted me to um, invite her to the festival on their behalf. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I got to invite her personally to come and she actually really tried to make it, but she booked a couple of film jobs. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah, she's filming in New York right now, so she couldn't come, but she and her agents tried really hard and she actually does want to come, so. Oh, wow. Maybe yeah, maybe yeah. next year. Next year, that would be huge. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and she actually mentioned FTF on her Instagram stories this morning. Oh, no way. So they asked her, they're like, would you ever come to Forever Twilight and Forks if like, if you were invited? And she's like, yes, I would love to. She's like, I tried really hard, but. Yeah, you know. we figured that people are probably busy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. you're always going to prioritize like a, a, a job, career. Over. <laughs> yeah, it's not that they don't get paid to be here; they definitely do. But yeah. it's like long term versus exactly. The weekend, you know, so yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I was wondering, where do you guys get all the costumes? Um, I mean. I've been collecting Alice costumes for more than 10 years, so um, I've gotten them on eBay, on reselling sites like Poshmark, from private sellers. Um, I also own a couple of um, Alice's costumes from the films. There was a Twilight Saga auction in 2017 and 2018, yeah. so I have three lots from that, including her bridesmaid dress, so it's one of a kind. I'm the <gasps> only person who owns it. Oh my gosh, it's no amazing. Way. I know, it's crazy. So it's some, one of a kind. Literally one of a kind. And that's why I had to have it. I was like, I can buy just about mm -hmm. anything else, right? But that I can't find anywhere, and I'm not talented enough to make it. Yeah. So, um, Do but, you sew? No, oh. I, unfortunately I don't. <laughs> no, I don't but either. I'm really good at paying other people to mm -hmm. make things for me. Mm -hmm. So, um, wow. yeah. So most of us have been like privately collecting or mm -hmm. collecting clothing that kind of looks like you know inspired by the characters. Or yeah. we have a lot of friends as well who have screen worn costumes and things like that. So they loan us the clothes if we need them oh, kindly. Cool. I have a full wardrobe, so I typically don't pay, take people up on that. But like as yeah. Carlisle, you know, yeah, they're. Yeah. sourcing from places so it's oh, nice wow that's so cool do you wear like the bridesmaid dress or do you just keep that nice um it's really delicate yeah yeah <laughs> i've worn it um once for a twilight themed wedding that was here mm -hmm. uh i oh, wore it so cool. last year because they reenacted edward and bella's wedding in forks and then oh my gosh <laughs> it. It so beautiful people were crying they were like oh What's my god problem? i know to go to the next breaking down yes one. please do we'd love to see you there um and then once i wore it to my uh work christmas party and oh cool that oh, was wow. really scary <laughs> feathers were coming off yeah. what's your work uh, i work in public relations oh, cool. so i work cool. at um a pr agency in toronto downtown uh cool. we have um, it's part of a global agency structure, so we work with some global clients. I can't say cool. who um, or That's what the okay. agency is, but uh, <laughs> I basically I work in communications, making other people look good. So, cool. Cool. speaking of costumes, what's your favorite Alice costume? Ooh, my good favorite question. Alice costume has to be her gray dress from the first film. I so love that one. Diane von Furstenberg dress. I just feel like yeah. it's a very iconic look. Mm -hmm. It's we see snippets of Alice before that, but we mm -hmm. really are introduced to her character in that scene where Bella's so meeting the Cullen family. So so, um, yeah, I think that has to be my favorite one. I love that. It's probably mine, too. I think we too. said that. We had an episode about yeah. the yeah. We yeah. said that. Like, that's the Alice it's outfit. Me, Alice. People, yeah. Even if people aren't Twilight fans or if they say they're not Twilight fans, they're yeah. like, Alice. Yeah. 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 It's <laughs> iconic. We have a few more rapid-fire questions. Okay. Just a few fun ones. Mm -hmm. Do you prefer the books or the movies? The books. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 100%. <laughs> I, I think so, too. We just reread them and... I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I hadn't read them in a while. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a worshiper of the actors or anything. Yeah. So for me, it's really about the story and the characters and yeah. not so much the people playing them. Yeah. Yeah. Team Edward or Team Jacob? Team Edward. I agree. All the way. <laughs> <laughs> Team Jacob listeners. <laughs> Favorite soundtrack? Oh, Twilight. 
cool. Yeah, gotta go, G. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Favorite book or movie? Twilight and Twilight. Well, I'm yeah. telling you, I'm we OG agree. All the way. Yes, yeah. so are we. I love too, so, in one more question is well, maybe not the my I, last I question, question. <laughs> is they changed Alice's hair uh-huh. in Breaking first Dawn. Movie. Yep, first movie is my favorite one. If that's yeah. the question, yeah, because I like the flippy style. I think it's the most pixie like. Yeah, in Breaking Dawn, I feel like she looks a little bit like a soccer mom. Yeah, <laughs> like she. It's not that she herself. I can see that. It's not that she herself aged. She's always beautiful. Yeah, but the styling. Yeah. aged her. I think. Yeah, a little less like eccentric. It's just because we were saying that like there's nothing crazy about no. having like a pixie cut. Like it's pretty. Yeah. Exactly. Normal. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I like the I like the spikes. I like that in the first film she looked more like an eclectic art student. Like yeah. she was like the fun spunky one totally. who used to be in art class or, or band or something. So um, I always liked that. Alice is a fashionista, but that's not necess- that doesn't necessarily mean that she's dressing designer all the time. I can mm-hmm. see her mixing designer pieces with H&M pieces or with vintage yeah. pieces. She's thrifting oh, so a lot. Yeah. I can see that, you know, you don't have to spend a thousand dollars on every outfit to be mm. fashionable. You can mix yeah. and match from every place. So maybe you're wearing a Diane von Furstenberg dress, but you're mixing it with a bolero from, you know, the 1950s or something like that yeah. and jewelry that you bought at a thrift shop. So yeah. Especially like since she's been alive for a exactly. long time. Yeah, exactly. Like, to me, that's what fashion is, and I think they embodied that best in the first film. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it was just anthropology, anthropology, anthropology. Not that I don't love I anthropology. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Like, all, like, this is Michael Kors. Like, most yeah. of her stuff is from anthropology. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so interesting. Being, I'm wearing the gray coat from New Moon that she wears in Volterra. So, um, yeah, it's all very, like, high-end designer pieces. Cool. They had a bigger budget, but I think they could have leaned more into the, she's the weird one. Yeah. yeah. Fashion, right? You oh, definitely. Too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> I guess my last question, maybe just what's your favorite memory from the festival? Oh, or I one like of that. them. That's really hard. I think one of my favorite memories actually happened last year. Sorry, you missed it. It was actually at Edward and Bella's wedding. So it started off with the first dance between Edward and Bella, but they were really nervous, mm-hmm. uh, well, specifically her. So actually, you know, the Cullen couples came in and kind of did synchronized dancing around them. And we just said, we didn't I really plan that. it that way, yeah. but it just kind of, we just all happened to be moving in motion mm-hmm. with each other. And we were dancing around them. And as I was, as Jasper was spinning me, I could see people's faces and they were so happy. And some people oh, were crying oh and they were just God. like so happy to see it. So that was such a really great memory. I think it felt really real to people yeah. in that moment mm-hmm. so um yeah. certainly surreal for me so yeah. yeah that was really fun oh wow yeah Dang, so happy excited. hearing about it though. i know <laughs> it's cool i know it's, it's really, really awesome yeah. hearing all these stories yeah, yeah. We'll definitely like to... we didn't know about it yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should totally like interview the festival directors and things like that we would like yeah to. we would love yeah. to yeah we've been having such interesting conversations with people i'm like oh i wish we recorded that i know yeah. you could totally do like, a fandom <laughs> series here or something yeah, yeah. we should yeah well we it. won't keep you any longer yeah. but thank you thank you so so much. So that was our so interview yeah. with V. Yes, that was a really nice interview. Unfortunately, they were taking a group picture at the time, and so we like caused her to miss the group picture, which I oh, felt I know. awful I felt about. So bad. Yeah, but she was so nice about it and said like, "Oh, they're just gonna Photoshop me in," which I hope is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucked. They should have waited. Also, they. I'm pretty sure it was, like, scheduled for 2.30, and they took it at, like, 2.28 or something. Like, yeah, couldn't have waited a second. I know. She was running over. She missed it by, like, a few seconds. There was a girl waiting by 
our podcast like to tell her that they were about to take the picture but I thought she was just like a fan of the podcast and wanted to watch it <laughs> I thought he was just a fan of Alice yeah oh yeah just thought she wanted to like see it live I I know. She was yeah she was first, watching so. I thought she was just watching yeah yeah <laughs> no but V is so nice and you guys like if you mm-hmm. there's a documentary out there we should share it because it's kind of hard to find but about the festival and as Alice like she is amazing like she just bought on um mm-hmm. the, she skips around and her little voice and she's just she looks just like her too and oh they used to have two Alice's last year but I'm happy that they only had one because I think that like she was just amazing. I couldn't even picture, like, a competing mm-hmm. Alice character. They had two Alices? That's weird. Yeah, last year they did. Hmm. <laughs> no, but mm-hmm. we were saying, I mean, I I think you felt this way too, Mel, that I liked her, no offense, Ashley Green, but more than Ashley Green as Alice. Yeah, me too. So small and mm-hmm. uh, quirky. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what she said in the interview, what she was going for. Like, a little bit more eccentric. Yeah. She's exactly how I pictured. And she just felt so genuinely compassionate. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like how she agreed with a lot of the same things that we did. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> but she was cool to have at parties and stuff. We'll, we'll tell you guys about it next time. Um, and the reason we're yeah. splitting it is just because... <laughs> we're tired from the trip and can't it, this is going to be a big episode to recall everything so we want to give ourselves more time yeah but at the parties and everything that we went to she was just a great person to have there as alice because i mean she did a great job as alice and as a person as a character she's just so friendly and like easy to talk to <laughs> and mm-hmm. she just did a great job being that person and and then I feel like she's like that in real life, though. She's very nice and just warm. Yeah. 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 On the last day, we got to see her really out of character, and she was so cool. Oh, she was so cool. She had this pink hairdo and this, like, yellow jacket. She just was so gorgeous and so sweet. Oh, my God. She really felt like a friend. Like, I genuinely wish I could see her again. (laughs) I know. I wish, too. Oh. I feel that way about so many people we met that weekend, and it's like you I realize, know. oh, I only saw them for like three days or something. I know. <laughs> feels like more. I guess that's how camp is. Yeah. I know. It's like you were there forever. Mm-hmm. In a good way. Yeah. So then we also had the opportunity to interview um, the woman who plays Aro, um, and her name is Chandra in real life. Mm-hmm. She, another just amazing, amazing person. Like, we cannot say enough things. I mean, you'll hear her story and you'll learn just, like, how compassionate and caring and wonderful she is. Mm -hmm. But it was such a pleasure to talk to her as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she plays Aro, but she's really convincing. She has the whole outfit, the hair, the sideburns, Mm -hmm. like, the whole thing. She's amazing at the voice. Being a little creepy, but also charming. She's really good at it. Um, And we're going to share that documentary somewhere. So, and here is the interview. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us. I was wondering if you could introduce yourself to our listeners and just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do at the festival. Of course. 
good evening, listeners. My name is Chandra. I play um, Arrow of the Volturi for FTF up in Forks, Washington. Uh, this year, I am a part of the planning committee. There are eight of us total. Uh, a little bit about myself is I live in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, I am an advanced EMT. I also went to school to study mortuary science, so wow. I trained to be a funeral director. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that one always makes people go, did I hear you right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I, I used to do 911 dispatch and I'm getting um, a degree in um, healthcare management. Wow. So that's, I, I've been married for just over a year. Uh, no Ooh. kids, but one kitty. Cute. I know, she's cute. <laughs> so, you play Arrow. I do. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I don't even know where to start. Um, I guess I'll start with this one. So, We've talked about him on the show before, about how he's such an interesting villain, because he isn't explicitly evil, mm-hmm. and we were wondering what you make of his character. Do you think he has good or bad intentions? Ooh. Um, Arrow is a very, very multi-dimensional character, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons I'm really drawn to him. Mm-hmm. But um, something I say when I'm at the festival is people say to their kids, like, oh, look, it's Arrow, he's the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. And I always say, I'm an antagonist, not a villain. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. every, That's so true. every story has their antagonist. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Um, I know it, it makes it, and then it makes everybody go, "Oh yeah, I guess you know." <laughs> <laughs> like, she's not evil, but I mean, if the story was written from the Volturi's perspective, the Coens would be totally out of line. Yeah, yeah, I mean, crazy out of line. Like, who do these people think they are? Like, yeah, just yeah. But Arrow, so it's frustrating because he doesn't have a lot that is canonically written about him. Mm-hmm. And the illustrated guide says that he was born in Greece. Uh, mm-hmm. He was born in uh, about 1300 BC, so he is just over 3,000 years old. Oh, insane. I can't even imagine being that old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he, he's seen everything. You know, he, if you believe in such things, I mean, he witnessed the birth of Christ. Yeah. He was there for the fall of Constantinople. He was there for, um, you know, the rise and fall of different countries and all these wars. Crazy. And the colonization of, I mean, crazy, crazy stuff. But he is... Um, interesting in the way that Michael Sheen portrays him because Michael Sheen makes him a little bit of this like tortured genius a little Mm -hmm. bit yeah where he puts on this really cheerful funny happy facade but there are moments in the movie if you pay attention where he'll kind of turn away from people and he has a really serious face on and that's what clues me into the fact that okay he's not really crazy yeah he's just putting on this like yeah he's trying to make to like lull you into a sense of security and then he'll He'll, you know, he's like a cuddly old grandfather. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. so sweet, and then he'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he'll look you in the face and say, you're my best friend. Yeah. And then kill you the next day. Um, so I think that he has a little bit of that going on. But just imagine the sheer burden of knowing everything that anyone has ever thought all of the time. That's so true. Um, and just for curiosity one day, I thought, I'm going to start keeping track of kind of the things that I think about. Um, and I also do this just for, um, I, so I attend, you know, behavioral therapy and they want me to start getting better at the way that I, I think. So I was keeping track of it and I was like, it's exhausting just being mm-hmm. me. Imagine touching a vampire mm-hmm. who, like Edward, who's been alive for a hundred years and seeing all of his fears and thoughts and lusts mm. and yeah. nightmares and, um, frustrations. I mean, you, emotionally that would just drain you. Yeah. yeah. So I think that there is maybe some simmering madness in him, but mm, I think yeah. mostly he's more composed and controlled than people like to think, because he has the crazy laugh and everyone's like, "Oh, he's crazy." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. no, I think that he's incredibly calculating, and she adds another layer of complexity with him because I mean he murdered his sister, 
Yeah. I don't know if you guys know that. Okay, you guys know that. Yeah. Um, a lot of the lay people that are big, you know, Edward Jacob fans don't know that. So yeah. So when I say that, they're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, he totally killed his sister, and it was over a power trip. But Stephanie Meyer did mention later that he does have regret and guilt over that. So canonically, there's not a lot we know about him, and it just I I almost slammed my head into the, into the wall when I got the illustrated guide and I excitedly flipped open to his page and it said origins unknown. It's like, are you serious? <laughs> oh my god, you wrote the book. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually such a good. How, <laughs> how, tell me more about him. <laughs> how would she know some things and not others? <laughs> Well, he's not a Cullen, so... Well, maybe... But, like, who is supposed to have written this guide, if not... Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, I know. Like, well, <laughs> maybe it's... He doesn't know where he comes from. Is that possible? Oh, that, that's that possible. That might be it. Oh, like, he doesn't remember his human life? And yeah. Then, I know, but but Stephanie would... And I just, yeah, that's... Because <laughs> yeah. she knows, well, like, Alice's human mm-hmm. backstory. Yeah, that's so. true. And she doesn't really remember... Her, I don't... Yeah. Not, she doesn't really remember her human No. Life. No, she, yeah, she doesn't, doesn't at all. But... Stephanie knows. Yeah. So. I know. It'd be one thing if Ira said, oh, I can't, you know, remember. But <laughs> Stephanie's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> but, um, so I've had to kind of make up my own canon mm-hmm. over the years just because people will ask me things like, where were you born? And technically he was born when Greece was still Etruscan, mm-hmm. um, before, before it became Greece. Um, but that, that's all we know. Yeah. You know, and we don't know. But in my canon, he was he was raised by a very very controlling and um, somewhat abusive father mm-hmm. who taught him that he needed to be better than he was. So he was constantly trying to be his best, which is why when he came into power as a vampire and he decided, I have the opportunity here to step on every, everyone else and be yeah. the best that I can be, mm-hmm. even though he never wanted to please his father. Um, but even in those days, you you your position was everything. Yeah, even as a That's peasant. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I just think that he would work as hard as he could to be who he could be but I passed that I just I don't know I love that yeah have you ever published any fan fiction about Aro or oh, loads oh we would love to never no you will never <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> most fan fiction is <laughs> it's so terrible and most of it was written you know I as most, it's not yeah uh, <laughs> as all fan fiction is it was written when I during some emotional times in my life mm-hmm. and so a lot of it's really melodramatic and <laughs> yeah um, that fits though but you know what? If it works for people as an emotional brace, then that's great. Yeah. Um, but, you know, mine is, um, most of it centers around the Volturi just because I feel like they're incredibly misconstrued. Mm-hmm. But, oh, God, what was one of my? I wrote one about Arrow's childhood with Didime. I don't know if I say her name. Didime. Oh, yeah. I didn't know how to say that, actually. <laughs> they, they, go, they go Didime or Didame. Like, I think it's Didime. But um, just like his wife's name is Sulpicia. And so this entire weekend when I was, or uh, Friday night when I was Sulpicia, everyone was like, oh, it's nice to meet you, Sololo. Sulpicia? Yes. Sulpicia. No, so I, my fan fiction page is, is quite robust. I think I've got 24, 25 works. Oh, wow. There. But I haven't cool. touched fan fiction in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I really, really clung to uh, Arrow and the Volturi when I was in kind of a more tumultuous time in my life. And now that I'm out of it, I just look back on it fondly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I have been asked by a couple of people to rewrite Twilight from the Volturi's perspective. That would be, that so, would be so cool. cool. Which would be really fun, but that's such an undertaking. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I also don't know how... Well, it makes it hard, too, because the Volturi really... When Stephanie wrote the first Twilight book, I don't think she had the rest of the series planned. You know? I know. I don't think so. I, think, I so. think it was very... 
spur the moment. Mm-hmm. Just, I know, and yeah. she was like, oh my gosh, I've sold, you know, uh, however millions of copies of this book. Um, so now she's trying to fit in these pieces that were mm-hmm. not originally meant to be fit, um, which is why I get nervous to write from a Volturi's perspective, because then I have to start carving my own pieces, mm-hmm. and then yeah. people are going to come up and go, um, actually, that's not how that Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that happens all like, the time with our to... podcast. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, people, oh yeah. <laughs> but I see, yeah, like, things would contradict book mm-hmm. <laughs> well and I'm not cute Stephanie and I don't know if, if I just think of it like if she were ever stumble across it I don't know if she would appreciate it so I just I don't know I've been asked though I thought about it yeah that would be really it's fun to even just think about I know yeah <laughs> I know this whole trip has inspired me to write fan fiction <laughs> it usually does oh, really. yeah. mm. oh no so I wanted to talk about you said that you think that the Volturi is very misconstrued mm-hmm. and we've talked about that a lot because we think the Volturi does serve a purpose, mm-hmm. which is needed within the, yeah. yeah within this world. So, do you think that the Volturi should be taken down by the Collins? You know, they start this army and then nothing yeah. really happens. Or do you think that you know they are needed? You know, I definitely think that, and I know that we just we just said that they're not, but I think they're a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just use that phrase because it's a common colloquial phrase, but uh, I. I was really irritated, actually, when I was watching the movies, and the Coens were like, we have to get this army together to take down the Volturi. Yeah. And I know that, that wasn't their intent. I know they were like, these are witnesses. Like, yeah. Are yeah. But I've always been Team Volturi, so I was like, <laughs> I was like who are these peasants? <laughs> these peasants. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, no, but, but on a serious note, I think that the Volturi definitely serve a purpose, but I do think that that purpose has been somewhat warped mm-hmm. through time yeah. and um, the lust for power. Yeah. And I have to be able to admit that, even though it makes me so sad. But um, Arrow has maybe maybe gotten a little big for his britches. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, though, I mean, people don't know this, but Arrow, and Stephanie said this, Arrow kept an immortal child and studied it for about 10 years. I didn't know oh, that. Didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Back, uh, I don't remember when, I think it was in the medieval times, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. They actually, when they touched on it in the movie, I was like, oh, that's really interesting that they would give the vulture credibility like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um... They, yeah, he kept it and studied it for a little while, and he saw that this thing was dangerous. Like, this thing yeah. would have a temper mm-hmm. tantrum and level a village. Yeah. So, no wonder they all got their heckles up when, when you know, Irina says, like, oh, there's an immortal child. They're all like, <sighs> yeah. They're like, oh, no. <laughs> um, so, I think, in a way, they're completely justified, but I think the idea of wanting to wipe out the Cullens because of a mistake like this mm-hmm. is strange. And, but I also understand that they needed a climax for the movie. Yeah. So that's kind of... Yeah. And I know it's in the book, too, but in the movie, they take it so much further. Yeah. I really think that if this had occurred in a more realistic universe, I think that probably they would have asked Carlisle, Bella, Esme, and Renesme to come to Volterra and, like, have, like, a trial or have, like, a hearing. Mm-hmm. That would have been actually super interesting. Or something like that. The only downside to that is because nothing is simple with Arrow <laughs> is none of them would probably leave. Yeah. I mean, he'd probably ask for Alice to come, too. That that would have been very interesting, too, if mm-hmm. Volturi kidnaps the Collins, <laughs> and that's our final story. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and the wolves have to go save them. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all became Volturi the end. <laughs> I really like that. I know, and I mean, Arrow just, he would totally use Carlisle as a bargaining chip. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he and Carlisle have history, mm-hmm. as, as most people know. I just think that he would keep him here and be like, oh, your family misses you. Well, if they come here, they can stay with us. Yeah. <laughs> and, and poor Alice would be separated from Jasper. And I think that Alice would do whatever she would need to to protect 
her family. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but getting them to come to Volterra would be would be hard. And you saw in the movie when they were forging passports for Renesmee and Jacob, mm -hmm. I honestly think that they probably would have just sent off Renesmee and Jacob to hide forever. Yeah. They would constantly be on the run. Yeah. Rather than come to Volterra. So, That'd be kind of cool. I, I thought that would have played out. So many possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> it could still happen. I mean, they're still there. True. <laughs> True. Mm -hmm. So, we saw, we saw the documentary, and I think about the festival and I think you've talked about this what you're wondering because I think you talked about in that documentary being really captivated by Michael Sheen's performance mm -hmm. and maybe just in case anyone listening hasn't heard that what about his portrayal of Iroh did you really love and what stuck with you oh man <laughs> this is it's a little bit of an embarrassing story so when I was in high school I was living with an undiagnosed um disorder mm -hmm. and, uh, and 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 a mental illness and so I was rough time all through high school mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that it was not normal to feel the way that I felt I thought everybody felt that way and I was like man life sucks all the time mm -hmm. and then um and I was depressed for weeks at a time mm -hmm. my mother and my sister were twilighters and they were watching the casting of the movies they mm -hmm. were keeping track of all of the like events and they um they were excited about it and every time they brought up twilight i was just like stop talking about this book <laughs> yeah. that i don't care about like i just i i didn't enjoy the books i didn't care i didn't hate it i just didn't connect with it mm -hmm. um and so when they kept being like oh sparkly vampires i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> but so she, my mother came downstairs and actually dragged me out of my bedroom and was like i'm going to take you to a movie and i said i hope it's a good one and it was new moon oh my gosh and i was she sat me in the movie theater, and I'm like, are you serious right now? So I took out my phone, and I was on my phone for most of the movie. Wow. Because I did not want to be there. And it wasn't necessarily because it was Twilight, it's just because I didn't want to be out. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. my phone died about two-thirds of the way through the movie, and so I slammed it closed and put it in my pocket, and I was kind of mad about it. And then I heard this voice, <laughs> and he said, what a happy surprise. Bella is alive after all. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked up, and I was like... Who is this person? <laughs> he was just... The way that he was so... He was charismatic and enthusiastic, but he had this weird, like, air of threatening demeanor to him, and yeah. he carried this... You knew, even if you didn't know who he was, which I didn't, because yeah. I wasn't watching the movie, you could tell he was powerful, because <laughs> he just walked in, and everybody was kind of afraid of him, and um, I was... I just hung on his every word, and I was like, please never stop talking. I just... I love to listen to you talk, and... Um, this was before iPhones, and so I had to wait until the end of the movie to get his name. Mm -hmm. I grabbed his name and went home and looked him up, and I just became intrigued by him as a person. And I started following his work. And I, I mean, I had his IMDb page bookmarked on my computer, and I would check yeah. it, like, every week to see if he had something new coming up. And just being excited about him and about that is what got me through some of the harder times wow. before I got diagnosed or medicated for some of my problems. But um, oh, Michael awesome. Sheen just adds this... this, this uh, like maddening charisma mm -hmm. to him that it's kind of there in the books, but in the books, Arrow's in his early twenties, and so you and most adults lose that charisma the older that they get, and they become more um, they become more level. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I just love that he just has this childlike wonder and glee, but he also has this dark side, and he carries the weight of the entire vampire world. I just he was he was great. But Michael Sheen is what really turned me on to him because when I read the book. I was I liked the fact that there was a vampire government, mm -hmm. but I didn't care because I didn't like the books. Mm -hmm. and I, I didn't really mind, so I was like, "Oh, this kind of cool." And I wondered, I'm like, "Is this gonna be?" I didn't. I don't. I don't know. I just I didn't enjoy the books that much. But it wasn't until I saw Michael Sheen play Arrow 
that I said this character is interesting. Yeah. And then I w- went back and reread the books and went, oh, okay, that you know that's that's more significant now. Mm-hmm. That's more interesting. Did that convert you to being a Twilight fan as a whole? It did. Yeah. I I am I say a Volturi purist. <laughs> I did not get into Twilight until I discovered the Volturi, and this was like two thousand nine because that's mm-hmm. when New Moon came out. Yeah. Um, and that led me to learn more about the Volturi as a whole, and then that caused me to learn more about how the Volturi connect with the rest of the vampire world, and then that helped me to learn more about my, the fringe characters and how they all fit in and how they interact with each other and the history they all have with each other. And yep, it opened the door to me being a Twilighter. Cool. I know. Wow. If you told me in high school, like, Twilight's going to be a huge part of your life one day, I'd have been like, who are you? Yeah, that's kind of like Eric's story about his mom and his sister loved oh, yeah, it. And so he was true. like, what is this? Like, it's crazy <laughs> that life works out that way. And now we're here at a festival. I know. It's so <laughs> funny. Oh. Yeah, I actually consider him one of my favorite Twilight characters. I mean, I was definitely someone who just loved Edward, you know, got into it that way, but I do think, like, a good antagonist or a good villain is just so fascinating. Like, sometimes they can be the most interesting people in the story. Mm-hmm. I see that about him. Have you ever met Michael Sheen? No, I haven't. No. And you know what? I'm actually nervous to ever yeah, I understand that. Just because oh, totally. I adore him, mm-hmm. and I don't want to come across as weird, like, oh, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we've said about, like, Kristen and Rob. Like, yeah. I don't even know if I do want to meet them. <laughs> and there's a part of you that's terrified that he'll ever find my cosplay. He's gonna be like, okay, weirdo. <laughs> I'm like, sure, you know, I'm have. sure someone has shown it. To I know, him. that's what I'm like. It's probably someone who he knows. <laughs> Maybe. Well, he favorited yeah. a tweet in 2014 that I was in where I was dressed as Arrow, which no way. was cool at the time, but it was mortifying to me now because that was the early version of that costume. Mm-hmm. It was not right. <laughs> like, and everyone says it looks so good, but I just see the cracks yeah. in that costume. <laughs> I'm like, mm-mm. Oh, I'm sure it looked good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and so then we were wondering, when did you start coming to the festival, and how did you get involved? How did you hear about it? What's that whole story? So, uh, I did not know that Twilight was a huge fandom. It was just kind of something I kept private. And, you know, a lot of my friends and family also did not like Twilight. And so Mm -hmm. I wasn't like a, you know, like a big Twilight or or anything like that. And so I was um, with somebody at the time. And um, they said, "Uh, there's a Twilight festival they do in Forks every year. We should go this year. And I was like, cool. You set it up. I'll come with you. Mm -hmm. And then they said, "Uh, you know, we should dress up. Like, that's like kind of fun. And I've always loved dressing up. Yeah. yeah. And I said, oh yeah, that sounds kind of fun. And so the two of us got our costumes together and we came up to Forks in 2014. But I'm not one to, um, as, as J.M. Barry would put it, I don't do things by halves. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to dress up as this character, I need to embody the character. Yeah. So I started studying him and his, uh, uh, you know, I started mimicking his body language and things like that. And so the two of us came up and we both just kind of were crazed fans, I guess, like crazy <laughs> people. And um, we cosplayed and... Uh, I was contacted in 2016 by Lissy in the Chamber of Commerce, and she said, you know, we really liked you. Would you like to come back as, in an official capacity? And, of Ooh. course, I was just delighted. Yeah. Like, me? Like, little old me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back, but 2014, we just came as fans. Oh, cool. Wow. And it, this was back when it was still Stephanie Meyer Day. It wasn't mm-hmm. Forever Twilight and Forks mm-hmm. yet. Um, yeah, it was just an interesting experience. And I look back on those pictures fondly because that was that was a... Um, that was a great time. And look at all the many opportunities I had now. Yeah. Because of, because of that time where I was like, you you put this together, I'll come with you, whatever. Yeah. And look where I am now. So, wow. That's great. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know when it switched, I should know this, but when it switched from Stephanie Meyer Day to 
FTF? 2015. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. That was the first year, and it was Twilight-themed, and then they did New Moon, Eclipse, Breaking Dawn. Yeah. Because they, they were doing the 10-year anniversaries. Mm. Uh, and then this year was New Moon-themed again, but that's because it's the 10th anniversary of the film. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yep. And uh, we're, we haven't talked about the theming for next year, but I think we're going to try it. And we tr- that's why we did the Volterra Sister Cities this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we really wanted it to be... Because we did New Moon two years ago. And we have a lot of people that come repeatedly and mm-hmm. we didn't want it to be a carbon copy of two years ago. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. 2015 is when it started. Yeah. What was the New Moon one like two years ago? Like, what were the decorations or whatever? Ooh, uh, let me see if I can remember. It was, <laughs> it's okay, you can't. Oh, man. Uh, that was... Was it maybe, like, more wolvesy or... Oh, it was super yeah. wolvesy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was really fun. And you know what? I have to say, the the, uh, the adoration for the Volturi has definitely grown since I've been here. Um, and I don't know if I have anything to do with that strictly. Oh, I bet. Yes. <laughs> but when I first got here, like, the Volturi had no representation. And, um, oh, yeah, it was because everyone was like team Jacob, team Edward, team mm-hmm. Bella, or yeah. like team Charlie and yeah, all the events were like Edward or Jacob, like that whole thing. And then I said, well, why don't we do, oh, that's what we did. We did a, a masquerade oh, for oh. Volterra and I was so excited because I didn't think they were going to do anything like that. And I said, oh no, Saturday night's going to be a masquerade in Volterra. And that was really, really fun. I wore my 1790s with the frock coat and the, oh, that's so cool. And the cravat, and I had a mask that I made and on a stick that I made, and it was really, really fun. So, um, yeah, that was what, what, but ever since then, things have been a little more um, Volturi involved, and I think that that's also because they have me, mm-hmm. who kind of annoys everybody with, hey, <laughs> we can make this Volturi if you want to. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's been really fun to see how the evolution of the fans' understanding of the Volturi has changed just since... They've mm-hmm. been lo- a little more in the f- in the forefront of things. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah. Whoa. Hmm. Oh, one of our questions was, "Have you met Stephanie Meyer?" I have not met Stephanie Meyer. That's okay. And this <laughs> is um, a funny thing because I actually I said I mentioned this in the documentary, but um, so I grew up in, in Utah, mm-hmm. and Utah is very very Mormon centric. Yeah. Okay. And uh, a lot and the Mormonism is a bit of a smaller community because a lot of people know each other. Because um, we all tend to kind of live together in our own little, like, clubs, I guess. Right. Uh, and uh, I, I babysat for Stephanie Meyer's first cousin, who was also her very good friend. Oh. Oh, I remember you mm-hmm. talked about that in the documentary. Yep. And uh, her, uh, I won't give too much information, but her name was Melanie, and she lived four houses up from me, and she had three little kids, and I babysat for her, like, once a week for, like, a really long time. Oh, wow. Oh, and so I, I got to watch her kids grow up, and it was really, really fun. And her and my mother were also friends because they were in our church together, and they used to walk at night. And her that was when she broke it to my mom. She said, "My cousin's writing these vampire books." No way! Mm-hmm. That's so cool. But we that's such had a small world. no idea <laughs> what it would become. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like, "Oh, that's amazing." We were like, "Vampires?" Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Fine. Like, oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that's cool. Um, so when I tell people that, they think that I'm vying for like, "Oh, I know Stephanie. Or I know." You know what? I've never met her. Yeah. And she's super nice. Um, I've read some you know, some stuff from her and like notes and mm-hmm. um, watched a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. And she's super nice. And everyone says she's super nice, but I have not met her. And the year she came in 2015, I couldn't come. No. I was heartbroken. Come. I'm sure she'll come again. And I'm sure she knows all about you and has oh, man. seen all the pictures and everything. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's, I'd love to talk to her about that and be like, 
But tell me more about Arrow. Yeah. yeah. She says, I don't know. <laughs> she better come prepared. <laughs> Origins unknown. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so funny. So, what is it like, you know, hour to hour, day to day, being a cosplayer? Um, it requires a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of patience and prep work. And not only that, but it requires a lot of love. Which is something that my cute husband just, just doesn't quite understand. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really do work on it all year long. I'm doing repairs or I, I'm going to build a new costume. And mm-hmm. the, the one costume that I don't have of his that I'd really like to have is the flashback to the medieval sequence when oh, they kill the immortal child. Yeah. And he's got that, that beautiful big, um, it's not called a necklace, I can't remember what it's called, but it's draped around his shoulders. And oh, it's yeah. very medieval. Um, it's very English. I, and that. I like it. And But in order to do something like that, I have to shop for coupons for fabric because that's going to cost yeah. crazy. Um, I design and usually cut the fabrics myself, but I don't usually do the sewing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, my hands are too shaky and, <laughs> you know, it just, it takes a little bit too long and, um, and I am notor- like bad at it. <laughs> I can repair anything, but I yeah. can't make, you know, so if someone's done it once, then I can go back and fix it. But I, so I have a cute little friend that helps me out with all of that. Oh, nice. Um, I'm constant. I feel like I'm constantly restyling and rebuying wigs to try again and this year I decided to reshape his sideburns and so it's it just it there's always improvements that can be made yeah and not only that but I don't know if you're referring to Twilight specifically or just cosplay in general it could be in general yeah so I do a lot of charity work mm-hmm. um, I work with an organization called Millie's Princess Foundation we are oh, cool. a 501c nonprofit and we do a lot of hospital and hospice visits for little kids Aww. and not only that but I'm involved in the planning committee of our big event that we do every year called the Royal Ball Mm-hmm. And we have kids come from Primary Children's, Huntsman Cancer Institute, St. Mark's. Like, I mean, last year we had, I think, 1,300 or 1,400 people show up oh, wow. to our event. And a lot of these kids are terminal, which means mm-hmm. that this yeah. is the only year we're going to see them. That's so just... we work as hard as we can to make it as special as possible. So cosplay has taken over my life. If I'm not <laughs> doing princess stuff, then I'm doing arrow stuff. And if I'm not doing arrow, then I just started doing Edith from Life and mm-hmm. Death. Oh, and yeah. If I'm not doing Edith, then I'm doing... um. Other things. And I just got inducted into the Cosplay Hall of Fame in Salt Lake City. No way! For talk. Cool. Yeah, in their Fan X convention. I know. I was like, me? What, what, me? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. There are four of us in there. Um, wow. But now that I'm in there, it's things are just going to get worse because we have to do... I, I say worse. Busier. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I am involved in putting together service projects once every three months. And they're all cosplay related. Wow. So I have no idea what I'm going to do for my first one. But, uh... Cosplay has taken over my life. Wow. That's just amazing that you do that. I mean, that probably takes a lot of just... I'm sure it's emotionally hard, too. It can be. You know, when you have... Um, and that's. I think that's part of the reason I love this festival so much is because I see the guests at this festival the same mm-hmm. way I see my kids. Yeah. I see those little kids as they're just excited to see you, mm-hmm. and they want this to be a special experience whether they know it or not. Um, but it can be emotionally exhausting, especially when the parents will come up and start telling you their story. Yeah. Um, or, and there's a, there are things, and this is about to get really sad, so just let everybody know. Um, kids at the hospital will have what we, what we call funeral parties, mm-hmm. which is when they are about to take their child off life support. The family will get together and have like a party, and they'll invite their hospital friends and their family and your, their outside friends and the princesses. And we all come, and um, we are with the kids, and we take lots of pictures, and we have a lot of fun. And then we go into the room and take them off life support. Oh, my gosh. Um, and it just is, it's, 
it's lifelike. You know, I've never seen life that way. Yeah. So, you know, I have witnessed the passing of some children, and it... Gosh. I know, don't cry. <laughs> because I'm a sympathetic crier, so if you cry, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but it can be emotionally taxing, but that's part of my motivation to just do the best that I can. Yeah. And at this festival, I had two people, two, cry in my arms at this festival. Aww. Because they were happy, they were so happy to be here. Yeah. And those moments remind me, this is why I work so hard. You know, this is why I am up at 6 a.m. and go to bed at 2 a.m. And this is why I, I stress over these costumes and stuff. Is because it matters. Yeah. yeah. It matters to these people. Yeah. And so it matters to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, That's you. amazing. <laughs> Didn't you want to ask something about Edith? Oh, yes. On topic. So we are fake fans of Twilight because we actually haven't read Life and Death okay. yet. Yeah. <laughs> we will, for sure, especially for the podcast. We're kind of, I'm at yeah. least a little bit scared. Well, I think that would be cool, actually, for the show to mm-hmm. be reading it for the first time like, yes. live. It's hard yeah. for me to wrap my brain around it. So what did you think of it? Did you like it? You know, it's a little bizarre, mm-hmm. but uh, I do like it. it it's different. And uh, the foreword, so make sure you read the foreword by Stephanie Meyer because she talks oh, yeah. about why she wrote it. Yeah. And it, it's, when you read it through that lens, then you're like, okay, this is more interesting. Rather than like, okay, she flipped all the genders, except yeah. Charlie for no reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> my favorite part, though, is when the 10th anniversary of Twilight came out, I just love that she gave us this thing that nobody asked for. Yeah. <laughs> That's what everyone's been saying. And everyone's like, Midnight Sun, Midnight Sun, Midnight Sun, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a gender event in Twilight. And everyone's flipping through it like, Thanks? <laughs> Question mark. But, yeah, it, it's a little bizarre for me. Uh, but that's just because I'm, I'm so familiar with the, with the Cullens as they are, uh, in canonically, in Twilight. And so when they start flipping the names, the names are what got me. It's probably, When yeah. Rosalie becomes a royal, and Alice <laughs> becomes Archie, and uh, Carlisle becomes Kareen. Oh, my gosh. And so many characters, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> and I'm just like, you couldn't pick, like... You know, Robert? Yeah. Like, Royal? Okay. Oh, yeah, I know. I thought that, too. <laughs> so, th- th- that's my weird thing, is it's like, I don't mind that the story's different, and mm-hmm. I don't mind that, because it's a, it's a cool alternate reality, um, but I, th- I couldn't get over the names. Yeah. <laughs> Every time they're like, Archie called me, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Archie. Archie. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like you have to think of it as a completely different story you in really itself. Do. Uh-huh. You have to step aside and pretend that you haven't Just read Twilight like, for the first time, because yeah. you have... Then you're trying to connect all the plot elements. Yeah. But don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good advice. Just read it fresh. That was <laughs> crazy yeah. to write, too. <laughs> cool. So, what would you... I'm sure you have a ton, but if you had to just think of one right now, what's a favorite festival memory of yours? So, I mentioned one of the documentary that uh, was really, really touching to me, but as, we've, as I've said earlier in this podcast, I had some mental illness issues that weren't taken care of, mm-hmm. and so I suffered for a long time because of that. So, I had a girl come up to me last year... Um, oh, sorry, she left a comment on my social media, but she came up and asked me for a picture that year. And um, to me, she was just any other fan. You just came up, and she seemed pretty okay, and I gave her a hug, and I kissed her hand and said, my goodness, you look absolutely lovely, and gave her a twirl, and she said, you know, would you take a selfie with me? I said, absolutely, and we took a selfie, and then she walked away, and then on my social media, she left this comment that said, I have serious social anxiety. Mm-hmm. I came out here by myself because nobody I know likes Twilight uh, because I wanted to come to this festival, and I skipped the first two events because I was nervous to go and then I came out to the to the dance and I met you and you made me feel welcome Aww. and and happy and cheerful and I just thought that was so sweet that is so sweet oh, that, that's so nice but I love 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 when people bring their kids yeah, yeah. because they're just 
They're so fun to play with. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, the adults will banter back and forth with you, but the kids just think that you're the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> but they're so fun to dance with. And yeah. The festival memories. I think I love the aftermath of after the festival happens and I scroll through my social media and I see how many, how many people have made new friends oh that gosh, they are yeah. so close with. Yeah, I know we've met so many people. And it's just, it, I'm like, that's my favorite part is, is that it's connecting everyone yeah. together. That's, that's what makes me happy. So it's not a specific memory, but yeah. I like watching people connect over to one another. That's so sweet. I know. I feel like we've been meeting people and like really connecting and, and I don't know, I'm not, I'm not so great at like putting myself out there myself and, mm-hmm. um, I feel like usually making friends takes some time, but I feel like this weekend has just been It's so like crazy. summer yeah. camp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Fast, rapid fire questions. Okay. They don't have to be fast, actually. You can elaborate on them, but they're <laughs> simple questions. Would you rather have a new Twilight book or movie? Movie. Because mm. of Michael Sheen. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> cool. If they recast Arrow, I'm not going. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say it, Edward or Jacob. <laughs> You're gonna make me pick. Okay, um, and I, I say that because I, I cannot describe the depth of how much I do not care. Yeah. For either. Of them. Yeah, I have you a have feeling. to pick. Okay. Uh, I'll pick someone. I would probably have to pick Edward, but that's because I would find Jacob's immaturity annoying mm-hmm. after an hour. Yeah. We agree. <laughs> it's really fun for an hour, and then it's like, can you not? Like, <laughs> what is your favorite Twilight soundtrack? Uh, I actually really like the the score soundtracks better oh, than yeah. I like the yeah. movie soundtracks. I love those too. The so I really like the score of Breaking Dawn Part Two. Mm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And what did I say? I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> oh, the your favorite book in the Twilight series and your favorite movie. Ooh, okay. Uh, I think my favorite movie is probably Breaking Dawn Part One. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like Part Two because I watched my my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I'll tell you more about that in, in a second, but, um, favorite book, probably the first one, mm-hmm. um, and that's just because I can't, I can't, uh, duplicate that feeling of wonder mm-hmm. and that feeling yeah. of, um, of excitement after I got more into Twilight and I'm like, okay, I'm going to give this a second chance. And I gave it a second chance and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I can't, I've never felt that way reading a book after that. Like Me a fiction, too. like a fiction yeah. book, you know? And they keep saying, like, oh my gosh, you're, you're going to love this book. It, you know, it's it's just up your alley. It's it's vampires and werewolves and, and stuff. And I read it, and I'm like, it's not Twilight. Yeah. It's not yeah. the same. It yeah. I totally I agree. feel the same way. But when I went and saw Breaking Dawn Part 2, I went to the midnight premiere. And, I mean, it was just a midnight premiere, like, where I lived. It, it wasn't, like, yeah, we in did LA that. or Yeah, <laughs> we did that, too. <laughs> um, but this, I actually have this terrible photo. So I started cosplaying Arrow um, the once before. I said I went in 2014, but I put together the worst costume of uh, him for Breaking Down Part 2. So I have a recycled Welcome to the Black Parade My Chemical Romance jacket. Oh my gosh. Like the band stripes. And I had... That a, works. I know. And I have this cloak that I bought on eBay that is not in any way accurate to the movie. And then I, I decided to just tie my hair back like he does a new moon. And I had no attention to detail. It was atrocious. But I was so excited. And I went into the movie theater and everyone was staring at me like, who is this girl <laughs> who just walked in here? So the battle part starts. And oh when, my gosh. Oh my God. When Arrow jumps in the air and lands and stands up and has Carlisle's head, I'll never forget the sound of everyone going, <gasps> Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I knew this was just going to get worse. And it did. And it got so much worse. 
But because um, Carlisle was the only reason I liked the the first Twilight book mm-hmm. before I really got mm-hmm. into it. Um, but then when Agro got you know beheaded, yes, uh, <laughs> the audience just let out this cheer. Oh and no! Like, Yay, he's dead! And I just like sunk into my seat. Oh like, no! <laughs> and it made me so sad. Yay, he's dead! And it wasn't the fact that he died; it was the fact that everyone was like, "Yes, yeah, like, he's yeah. dead." I was like. <laughs> okay. And then when the vision came back, I was like, "Oh, thank you!" Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I'll, I'll never forget that sound either. When the vision snaps back and it's arrow staring, and the whole theater went, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then after I walked out of the movie theater, everyone started to recognize who I was because no one pays attention to the, him in the trailer. They only mm-hmm. care about the yeah. cast. So then I walked out, and everyone was like, "Oh, I see who you are." And then they wanted to take a bunch of pictures with me and stuff, and so... Oh, cute. Yep, that's the... Yeah, so the Breaking Dawn Part 2 premiere was, was a little hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I can't go. So last year they screened all the movies here in mm-hmm. Forks, and someone asked if I was going to come watch Breaking Dawn Part 2, and I'm like, if I will, I'm going to stand up and leave when the battle starts. <laughs> yeah. Because I take cause I love him. It yeah. Takes, takes, I take it to heart. And that, okay. that's salt I in the wound, that. too. Yeah. Just everyone cheering. I get I that. And, you know, I knew someone that loved, loved, loved Seth. And mm-hmm. Seth, I think he gets crushed. I think they hug their yeah. arms yeah. and crush him. And I don't care for the wolves very much. In fact, that's probably my weak spot in Twilight. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. That. So when Alex Mraz, cute Alex, who's so nice, yeah, yeah. came this year, I'm like, which wolf does he play? <laughs> yeah. And they tell they're Paul, and I'm like, which one is that? <laughs> they're like, well, it's the one that would like the with the dark brown coat. And I'm like, I don't know. Still don't know. Show me a picture. Honestly, didn't we have some? Yeah. Oh, I know, Jared. No, it's Paul. Yeah. Last year, poor Quill and Embry, because in my mind they're interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Quill mm-hmm. and Embry are. So when he came last year and he played Embry, I kept. I, I was almost like, "Hi, I'm Quillatero." And then I was like, "Oh wait, it's not the right character." It's embarrassing. But yeah, no, Alex was was super super nice and. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been so crazy meeting everybody. I know. I want to hear your favorite part of the festival. That's what I want to hear about. My favorite part? I think, okay, my favorite part is that we've been talking to so many people, and I've learned so much stuff yeah. just about the Twilight movies, about Stephanie Meyer, about Robin Kristen, like, just mm-hmm. about all different things that, like, I never knew, and I feel like I was such a dummy before I came, but, like, <laughs> we were talking to some woman who's from L.A., so, like, she went to all this stuff, and it's just so cool, like, I never knew, and I probably was never going to know, because it's not even the things that some people know aren't written about in any, you know, articles mm-hmm. or anything, and it's just kind of the fandom knowledge that you just have to know from meeting people or like mm-hmm. hearing the story so hasn't that been so cool yeah that's yeah. been we, our minds have been blown so many times yeah <laughs> just some stories we've heard i'm like okay that was worth the ticket right yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. hearing that yeah just hear that fun story you know and in a way i kind of feel like i missed it a little bit because i didn't get into twilight until 2009 mm-hmm. and i mean this was the yeah. twilight lexicon was going and yeah. letters to twilight was a thing and yeah the conventions and and the premieres and like meeting the actors and doing mm-hmm. all these different like I mean, Confessions of a Twilight Mom, and mm-hmm. all this stuff was going on, and I just totally missed out on it. Yeah. Yeah. So when I come to Forks, and I meet these people that are like, oh yeah, I've been to every midnight movie premiere in LA, I've met Robin, <laughs> Kristen, and, and Taylor, and, and done all this stuff, and, and I'm like, man, I am like... I know. We feel the same yeah. way. Because we were like 12 at the time when it came out, yeah. so... And got into it. Like, and then they assume but... that I'm on their level, so they're like, who have you met? I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> well, you've met Alex, and... Yep, I've <laughs> come to FGF, but yeah. I have never driven 12 hours to attend a 
Breaking Dawn movie premiere. Yeah. <laughs> no. Or stood out in the rain for two hours. You know, like, yeah. I've never done anything like I know. That. We could have gone to things in New York or whatever, but I I don't know. I guess we were young. Yeah. I just, I just didn't, didn't even know do that it. that was the <laughs> yeah. thing that we could do. I know. I love um, probably how it's a safe space to love oh. Twilight because, like, oh, yeah. we have our podcast, obviously, but no one in our real life is really that big into it mm-hmm. anymore and sometimes people kind of judge us for it mm-hmm. I'm still a little bit embarrassed at work to say that we were coming to a Twilight Festival because I know it's a whole conversation that I don't really want to yeah. get into at our like morning meeting <laughs> like these are our people and um, yeah it's been really nice I actually love the reason one of the big reasons we want to co- came is because of what you said in the documentary which was just addressing you know the judgment that people have about the series and mm-hmm. that's their loss if they don't get it and they look down on other people who do yeah and that spoke to me so much I actually cried watching it (laughs) (laughs) and so I was like we have to come here like these are our people um yeah and hasn't disappointed at all it's been amazing I'm so glad yeah and with I mean with the that thing I was talking uh about this to to uh one of the ladies that works at the chamber earlier today but um I think it's funny so when I run into people and they see that I'm involved with Twilight they don't usually say Oh, you're involved with Twilight. They mm-hmm. say, is Twilight still a thing? People yeah, say that, yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh, man, it's kicking. It's kicking <laughs> hard. But the thing about Twilight, and Lissy said this in the documentary that I really enjoyed, but she sees um, Twilight as a family rather than as uh, a story, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, however she phrased it. And that really resonates with me because I see when people say, like, oh, Twilight's so dumb. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, some 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 of the stuff in it is, and yeah. some of the stuff you like is is dumb, and you know, whatever. But when they say Twilighters are dumb, I take personal offense. Yeah, and it's not because they're talking about me; mm-hmm. it's because they're talking about the people that I love. Yeah, Aww. and that's not okay to me. Yeah. yeah. So when they say like Twilighters are stupid, or they're just a bunch of old, overweight women, or mm-hmm. I can't believe they're still lusting over a seventeen-year-old, I am just like, how's that space wizard show that you like? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? So much hypocrisy. I'm like, what? You know, you like stupid stuff too, and I think that you should just if <laughs> yeah. it makes somebody happy, and it's not harming anyone. I think you should just let it be. And then I think of all these sweet, amazing, hardworking, humble, mm-hmm. and like just absolutely astounding people that I've met here, and it breaks my heart when people will say like Twilighters are dumb because mm-hmm. I think of I think of my cute friends like Nancy and Pam and, mm-hmm. and Sherry and Lucy, yeah. and I think of all these amazing people, and I just think, if you only knew yeah. how amazing these people really mm-hmm. are, then you wouldn't be saying things like that. Yeah. So, so true. Mm-hmm. It's just funny how I've grown that way. Because people will say Twilight's dumb, and I'm like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Because everything's yeah. kind of dumb. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm like, yeah, okay. But then when people judge people uh-huh. who like When the judgment it. comes, yeah. or when the harsh comments mm-hmm. come, then I'm, I'm like, oh, so, uh, you know, you dressed up as, oh, People judge me for cosplay, mm-hmm. and they'll say, you dress up? I'm like, yeah, they're like, but you don't play the character. I'm like, well, I kind of do. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you dress up in a football jersey and watch football on Sunday. How's yeah. that different? That's true. That's so true. <laughs> and then they close their mouth like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think it's interesting to look at the difference between Twilight and Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they're both kind of on the same plane as of fandom fran- uh, frenzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have um, Harry Potter that was written for children, and then Twilight that was written for young adults and teenagers yeah right uh, and it's just interesting to see the just how differently those stories were each received and they all contain a lot of the same elements yeah exactly you know there's adventure and romance and uh betrayal and complex relationships mm-hmm. and surrogate parents 
Yeah. And all sorts of stuff that's that's in both books. And so it just astounds me when people love Harry Potter and hate Twilight. Yeah. And, I know. And I'm like, you think that nerds would band together. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. I love them both. I've always loved them both. And it was so annoying. To, I, I still love Harry Potter, people that like Harry Potter. But mm-hmm. I remember, like, you know, I was on Tumblr a lot back in the day. And... I really got turned off from the Harry Potter fandom because of the way they hated Twilight. And I felt like I couldn't even really be part of the Harry Potter thing anymore because mm-hmm. I loved Twilight too. You know, yeah. I think the bridge that crossed over that really <laughs> sealed Twilight's fate is when Robert Cap- Pattinson was cast as yeah. Edward because he was already in the Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, true. I don't know how the timelines line up. I think it, it was, was like, I think he maybe was in, three years later. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah. I think maybe like four years later. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't but I just remember as soon as that happened it was the kiss of death for Twilight mm-hmm. <laughs> then all the Harry Potter fans came in droves and yeah no he's Cedric he's Cedric <laughs> so I, quite, I mean I really like Cedric but he wasn't even a main character know, like, <laughs> calm down <laughs> I'm like you know what you all need a wife yeah <laughs> all of you guys uh, but yeah that's that's do you guys have anything I think, I think that's I think it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Oh my gosh. This has been an absolute pleasure, and it's been a privilege to have you both with us. Yes. We hope to see you again in future years. Yeah, we want to no, come back so next too. year. <laughs> and that was our interview. We're back. <laughs> We're back. So um, we recorded that at her Airbnb or her rental house. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's very nice of her to have Which us over. So nice. And like right as we rang the doorbell, she just hugged us and mm-hmm. was so nice and like so open and just willing to talk for however long, you know, we were there. She really like wasn't in any rush or anything. Yeah. I know. I felt that. I was like, oh my God, are we taking too much time? I know. <laughs> yeah. Just that I thought it was so funny and sad that um in Breaking Dawn Part 2 when Arrow dies and everyone was like yay yeah <laughs> she's sad oh oh it's like the worst thing mm-hmm. I get and that. like after the trauma of watching your fear- favorite character die on screen too yeah oh my gosh I think she has a lot of interesting points and just Mm -hmm. such a thoughtful lens that she sees the Twilight series through. And, like, she that's such a unique approach to it. I don't actually know that many people who are, like, huge fans of the Volturi and have fallen in love with this series because of them. And so I think that, like, her Twilight origin story is just so unique. And I think that, like, that kind of, perspective gives so much more depth to the story and you can have such thoughtful conversations about something very complex like is the Volturi purposeful are they evil mm-hmm. yeah where does Aro come from what you know who is he deep down and I really liked what you said about him being a a tortured would you say tortured soul yeah yeah when you think about the Volturi more and if the Volturi was developed a little more it would make a much more like complex story and world mm-hmm. I think they are pretty fascinating and it's almost like a missed opportunity I think that they weren't in it that much weren't explained that much you know they're mm-hmm. just kind of like sometimes seemed like slightly random threat but um mm-hmm. I do I I don't know if it's because of her. I, we saw her doc- that documentary, and she was in it. 
uh, what, like a year ago or something, or maybe even yeah. less than that. Maybe I felt this way before, but I'll say that her love for Aro has totally rubbed off on me. I kind of think he's one of my top five favorite characters now. <laughs> I just think he's so interesting. Yeah. Um, and a really cool antagonist. Yeah. I agree. Especially Michael Sheen's portrayal of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But even, I remember in the books too being like, oh, he seems nice. I think I even wrote that in my notes. And then I had to remind myself like, oh, wait, but it's Aro. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it was really surreal. She was actually one of the first cosplayers. I think the very first cosplayer that we met at the festival. Yeah, the very first. Mm-hmm. It was, like, very surreal. She, I think she touched our faces, read our stories. <laughs> Sneaky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. And she stayed in character. Well, kind of. She broke a little bit. We were like, oh. Because we didn't know. We actually asked, um, spoiler for our next episode, we asked, did we ask Eric? Yeah, we asked Eric Odom who's in Breaking Dawn Part 2, if we're supposed to talk to the cosplayers, like, as if they're in character, as if we know them, as if we don't know them. Like, I was really stressed about how to approach them. (laughs) Know what I mean? I didn't know if I was supposed to go up to them, to Mm -hmm. Aro, and be like, hi, Aro, or was I supposed to be like, nice to meet you, or, you know what I mean? And we went up to her, and we were like, oh, so we're we're Kelly and Melissa, we have the podcast. And she still acted like Aro, but was like... Are we still meeting? <laughs> yeah. Or, I don't know. And, like, just stayed in character but was talking to us about our plans and stuff. Yeah. That must have been such a challenge. Like, <laughs> I know. They have to be quick on their feet of how they're going to react to us but still maintain character. I know. <laughs> I think some skill. But one of the cosplayers did kind of break character. Mm-hmm. We'll with us pretty much right away try to yeah. guess who it is yeah try to guess <laughs> who <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much it yeah so For, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> those are our interviews with people on inside the festival yes and next time we'll be telling our whole experience about it Yes, we have so much to share. I think some of it will blow your mind, honestly. In the meantime, we're doing a giveaway. So we picked up an extra Twilight perfume when we were there. And we're giving it away to one lucky listener. So all you have to do is give us a review on Apple Podcasts or in a YouTube comments if you don't use um, Apple. Mm -hmm. And just send us like the title of the review or just something that um, will tell us that you left it and um, then we'll enter your name and randomly select a winner and send them the fragrance. Is there a due date for this, Mel? And the due date is by our next episode on October 7th, 2019. Mm-hmm. Just in case you're listening to this way after that, I'm sorry you missed it, but hopefully we'll yes. have something else someday. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I'm Depending on how this giveaways, I'd like to do more. It's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, it seems fun. <laughs> I mean, and I fun. promise, yeah, and I promise I'm writing every single person's name down, and I'm going to put them all in a hat and pick just, like, completely randomly. Ooh, 
So enter. What do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. Oh, and we're making a video too. Yes. About the festival. So I'm make- yeah. And um, that will come up when I finish it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So lots of stuff. Lots coming. And we mm-hmm. hope that you enjoy it and that uh, you find it interesting and funny. And maybe next year you'll want to go. I don't know. Or maybe not. But Forks is a really cool place to go to. And if any of you guys have been before to the festival or just to Forks in general or to Volterra or anything like that, like tell us about it because it's very interesting. Oh, yeah. Or stayed in the Swan House in Oregon. Oh, yeah. That's our probably our next thing on our bucket list. Yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> then Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, Jacksonville. Phoenix. We'll go to a batting cage. Oh, wait, no, that's, I don't think that's in Jacksonville. <laughs> I've been to a batting cage. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where is there any other should... location they go to? Alaska? Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, we could go to Denali. <laughs> what if we went on a trip to Alaska and people, like, asked, like, oh, what brings you here? <laughs> That's our reason. Because <laughs> they went there very briefly in Twilight. <laughs> no, I would actually love to go to Alaska just because I would love to. Um, yeah, I'm serious. So if you're from Alaska, please don't think that I'm knocking it. I'm not. I would love to go there someday. Yeah, but probably not for that reason. No, not for that reason. (laughs) That'd be funny, though. You'd be like a crazy Twilight fan. (laughs) What if we went on just like a around the world in 80 days trip for every single location that they go to in Breaking Dawn? Oh, we go to Egypt. We go to Ireland. Like Ireland. Russia. Just because it's in Breaking Dawn. Oh, my gosh. That would be funny. That would be dedication. I'm sure someone has. I feel like no one has done They went to every place. Maybe. You never know. Have you guys done that? Maybe. Tell us. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thank you for (laughs) listening. And we'll be back really soon with all of our dirty secrets about the festival. Yes. So (laughs) much. So stay tuned. See you soon. Bye. Bye. You can contact us at anotherbiteoftwilight at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at anotherbiteoftwilight. The music is by Traces. See you next time.